if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Welcome to Get Schooled by Marcella Lonzo. Today, my guest is Finney. Welcome, Finney. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. So it's a, it's a day. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to get you on. Um, we, I haven't seen you in a while, but um, I, I understand you're under your circumstances. Please introduce yourselves. Tell your uh, tell my audience and everybody who you are if they don't know who you are, and a little bit more about yourself. I got you. She misses me, y'all. Y'all heard, y'all heard it. Um, so I'm Finney. Um, you can call me Finney. Um, my first name is Finney. My last name doesn't exist, but I'm on Instagram, Twitter um, as Finney's Playhouse. Um, FinneyLinks.com to see everything else and. What was the other question? What was the other question? You got to tell everybody uh, a little bit more about yourself when you got into the industry, how you came about it, and everything. The origin story, sweet. Um, so I started doing this. Um, I started videography in twenty, not two thousand and eight. Um, I started content creating in two thousand and ten. Um, I started in the adult industry in 2020. Um, I was living in LA and I started there first, just shooting a bunch of solo stuff for, you know, curvy, sexy models and stuff. I used to be like specifically about like big boobs. That was kind of like my thing, but um, I started getting more into it and started getting more in front of the camera and became an entertainer myself and once I shedded the um, the the ceiling of only working with busty models and started putting the brand around myself, um, that's when Finney was born. That um, persona, that person that you see here. Uh, so it went from, it used to be called Booby University. So it went from that. And then in 20, the end of 2021 is when I started Finney's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, so you've only been a male content creator since 2020. Yes, three years. Three years, and you have done a ton of collaborations. How many collaborations have you done so far? You're solely a content creator. You've never shot with a production company, correct? Nope. Um, I'm solely a content creator. Um, a proud one. I love being a content creator. I've been 
doing it since 2020. I've done about over 300 collabs. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't double count anybody. There's people I've worked with more than once. So, I mean, uh-huh. all, all in all, if I'm thinking about how many videos I have on like mini vids and stuff right now, it's over 300. Wow. So I, I got to like just cut down some of them because some of them are repeats. Let's just say 300. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot for a content creator. And I feel like um, we met because I reached out to you and I saw that you do TikToks and you, I, I really like that you were very, very professional. Uh, you weren't pushy where I've encountered a lot of male content creators that they just want to do. Uh, they just want to shoot a video and that's it. Cause I was looking, I was, I've been trying to get out of the business Mm-hmm. And do that and um, trying to find people to do, you know, basic short reels, uh, TikTok comedy videos. And you were when I met you, I was really amazed how professional, um, how professional you are, but how artistic and how um, you know what the hell you're doing. Mm. Not a lot of people know what the hell they're doing. You know, trends. You have told me multiple times to cover up. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've and not a lot of people would lot, lot, a lot of people are like no show more skin you're like uh-uh, for tick uh-uh, i cover cover that or <laughs> you've told me that too, protect like. the pages gotta protect the accounts <laughs> yes we have to and you've experienced losing your pages too mm-hmm. right yeah um when i first started um i was really reckless i didn't really i'm a learn as i go person so everything i know now i never just knew off the rip i just learned from experience so a very first page that I created, I lost. It hit like 10K. I was so proud that it was gone. So I took one of my like backup photography pages and turned it into the new um, page. But I never changed the name of it. It was like Finn the Real One. So I never changed it to like any variation of Booby University. I just kept it Finn the Real One. And messing around with that and growing that one to like 20K, um, kind of was like my influence to why I wanted to eventually go from Booby University to make it centered around Finney. Um, but then I lost that account. And then I'm like, okay, I'm working and building this other account, the one that I currently use, Finney's Playhouse. And uh, I think I had just hit 300K and I lost that one like um, almost a year ago. It was, I was, I remember I was in Vegas hanging out with some friends and I woke up the next morning and my account was just gone. They're like, oh, verify this, this, and the third. It felt very scammy, but it was gone for months and I kind of just accepted it. I'm not one of those people that cry and try to make it like a general issue. Instagram is <laughs> targeting us. No, Instagram <laughs> targeted my ass. Not everyone's, just me. Yeah. And, and um, I was just like, all right, shit happens, comes with the territory of the job. Um, yeah. So I started working on my other account. And what do I call that one? I don't even remember what that one's currently called. Um, some variation of Finney's Playhouse. But then miraculously over the summer, my account was just back. They emailed me. It was like, oh, our bad. You didn't do nothing wrong. We was, we was tripping. I was like, okay, sweet. Oh. So since then, I've been, I grew it to, I think it's like 310K now. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I've been trying to play it as safe as possible, which kind of influenced what you were talking about. Like it also influenced me with my different sites, how to move about. Like mm-hmm. I can't do the same thing on IG that I'll do on Twitter. I can't do the same thing on IG that I would do on TikTok. There's different levels 
of security. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sites. No, like, t- okay. TikTok's the worst. They took away my um my TikTok. You know how like they were doing the woman with the big boats or something? And I didn't even have anything bad on it. I was talking about like Christmas Eve and cooking, and the next day it was gone. The boat that's uh, sailing across the water? The it was not the boat that it was so first they did that little boat trend, but then it was like a bigger boat. And um, a lot of like black ladies and, and um, Latina ladies were um, doing this trend called the follow me train and like following each other or whatever. So I put mm-hmm. something in there and I put it in Spanish and it was about like Christmas Eve. And then pff, there goes my TikTok. And I'm like, out of all the videos. And then I, I get so disgusted because I'm like, I was so clean on TikTok, like, like so clean. Like, this is not even fair. And then I contacted somebody and he's like, well, it's 2000 to get your account 1500. If you do me a shout out. And I said, and I looked at like all my analytics were, you know, like I checked out my Instagram, my Facebook, like what, and I, it's looked like I really wasn't gaining on TikTok. And I said, I'm not going to bring this account back because the, yeah. the, the IG that I have currently now, the, my main one that's verified, I mm-hmm. lost an account before that. So I feel like sometimes if you rebuild, something better might be coming. So I'm just, now I'm rebuilding like three different TikToks at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, cause with TikTok, it's just, I don't, I don't know what's going on with TikTok. I don't know. Like, I don't, it's just the weirdest thing. I do notice that certain people get away with way more and then certain people don't. I don't, I, don't, I can't figure it out. Yeah. I feel like, like the people that get away with it is not, they don't always get away with it. They just don't, they just don't get nixed immediately. But a lot of them people like just still end up getting in trouble at some point in time, surprise them. Just boop, your account's gone too. You yeah, I, and I wasn't really, you know, what was the craziest thing is I, I recycle my TikToks and I put them other places, but um, I really wasn't gaining from TikTok at all. My number one thing, and I've told you this before, is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people sleep on Facebook and Facebook is paying me now. So that's, that's the one. Right. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to use, and then I'm going to use. I'm going to use it all and try to promote, you know, my podcast now and all that. But mm-hmm. you, you feel the pain that uh, a lot of us female performers feel. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to that, I'm just super. It's like you said. Like I know now how to move about to the best of my ability on all of these sites, right? Especially right. Like IGs, Twitters, and TikToks. Yeah, I know you can get away with a lot more on Twitter, but there's still a lot that they can get you for spamming your profile oh yeah and then on twitter you can't have um because i saw somebody and i'm like i need to tell them you can't use a video and use um like a song like a regular song you could no you get i lost my personal account over that like my like your original just fin safe Mm -hmm. for work have nothing to do with finney's playhouse account i lost Mm -hmm. based off of music copyright infringements and stuff so that's 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 what inspired me like pretty much with all of the content that I do, excluding Instagram and TikTok, because I mean, you can, well, not TikTok really, but Instagram in particular, you can use song songs, as long as you use it through. Right, right. But everything else, especially Twitter, nah, you better get this non-copyright random ass song from YouTube. (laughs) No, and then I see people still doing it. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? It is not my job to save everybody. So I'm just like, all right, well. Yeah, same here. Like, I've seen if they're real close to me, then I'll hit them up and I'll be like, hey, careful. 
If I tell you twice, be careful, and you don't listen to me, you're on your own. <laughs> you're yep. on your own. You better so than me. You, I ain't doing it twice. You heard me the first time. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So also, uh, you've won a ton of awards. Let's go over all these awards because I've witnessed you. I was, when I was at Why Not, I missed it when you won that official one. I think I went outside real quickly. Damn. Um, let's go over all the awards you have won so far as a male content creator. <laughs> I only um, won two, but it's, um, I won the, the, the recent Why Not awards i won best um, male creator of the year mm-hmm. and then um the top of last year i won xbiz awards for best male clip artist oh good and then oh now we have the mini vids thing you're doing because i've been voting mini every vids day king is what i'm running for currently at least trying to given the circumstances right. it's hard to kind of promote it um but I mean, I checked today and I'm in the top five, so that's sweet. Oh, that's like, good. I think I'm like the, I know for the top five, they don't count them as one, two, three, four, five. Because yeah. as long as you're in the top five, you're one of the finalists. I'm in that fifth spot. So it's kind of like, great, but I could be easily knocked out. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> you better have everybody over there like voting every day. Vote for me, vote for me. And then I always try to like, um, be like, yo, vote for me, but only do the free votes. Only do the free votes. Only do the free votes. Because yeah. I know it starts to get a little more tricky and difficult when people start dropping, like, the paid votes and stuff. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people do it. But for me, I, I just, like, it's 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 the reason why I love, like, fan voting-esque type mm-hmm. awards because it's the people's awards. The people pick you. Right. I would rather, I like yeah, I would rather win based off of, you know, the people saying that I deserve it. Right. Then, Versus someone yeah. just, you know, dropping Having the band favoritism. and like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of favoritism. So uh, you have collabed, you were, you were going crazy, you won these awards. And recently, um, this is a topic we want to touch up on, um, you stopped everything and that's what I want to go over because I really admire you for what you your why you stopped everything and could you please share what's going on um in your life okay so uh over the summer my uh, mother had gotten to like a car accident mm-hmm. and I think within the span of a year this was her second one so the first time it happened, I just knew it was like, you know, just a series of unfortunate events, but she was okay. Great. This time something felt a little different. So I was just like, this don't feel like it was just a normal car thing. I feel like there's something going on. But she ended up telling me that she had went to um the the hospital afterwards and she was okay. And when they did like a x-ray on her to make sure she was cool, they saw something in her head that was like look like it could be like a tumor and like myself my mom is very um prideful and stubborn so (laughs) she was just like fuck this and left (laughs) she didn't stay there she didn't want to talk about it she didn't need any she didn't want to know what it was she left oh my remember she had called me that day and she was like hey um after everybody told me everything she told they told me before she told me but when she got to talking to me, she was talking about pretty much long story short that she is 71 years old and she has lived her life how she's wanted to live her life mm-hmm. and she will finalize her life how she wants to. 
She's mm-hmm. not going to listen to any doctor tell her she needs to do this, that, and the third. She says when it's her time to go, she goes out on her own terms. And as my mother, I res- had to respect that. No matter if I wanted you to, you know, do things to try to fix it, if, you know, if just in case it was something really, really bad. Because at the time, we didn't know what it was, what it was. But I just had to respect her decision. So we carried on as normal. Um, I talked to my mom like all the time, like every day. She knows Finney. She knows Finney's Playhouse. She knows what I do. My family, oh. my family knows what I do. Um, I'm not in secret. How, how does she kids. feel about that? And how does your family? And I'm just curious because mm-hmm. usually from a female perspective, you know, there's always, uh, it's not so easy. So I'm curious how does it feel being on the man's side? Damn, you make me feel bad for saying this now, but uh, (laughs) on the the man's side for me, it it was fine. Uh, It was was, because you got to understand we came from nothing, like not having money, having to work for all the money that we had. And it's still not being a lot of money. So for my mom to see her children, her various children in these positions now in life where they're bosses and they have their own businesses and they're taking care of their children and in my state my you know for me she sees me i have more money than i've ever had i'm independent i live by myself i'm my own boss i'm traveling i'm having Mm -hmm. fun i'm living my life and she knows i've always been into videography and content creating so to be able to be able to do it at this level and get this kind of recognition she's proud she loves that she calls me you know like i was saying she calls me every day and we would talk, even if I was on the road, I would like make time. We would talk for a bit and it would just be simple stuff. Like just how was your day? And she would just sit there and tell me all about her day. And I would just sit there and I would listen. We would talk about it. And then, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow or the next day if we're too busy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but fast forward to um, Miami in November, I was in the middle of my little shoot trip Mm -hmm. i was in my i just left chicago i did a couple of collabs in miami and i had like a handful left to go and i was gonna go to canada for the first time and do some shooting up there but um my sister had called me and told me that my mom had um fell she um is coincidentally where i am right now um her kitchen she was cooking and she bumped her head on this table right here and um the left side of her body just stopped, just just completely shut down. Couldn't move, couldn't get up or anything like that. Um, but she was able to, with the right side, call my sister and let her know that she needed help. So my sister came over. My mom had new locks to the door. She couldn't get in. Sister broke the window um, and got inside. But my mom, strongest woman ever, she um, only power on her right side, dragged herself all the way from the kitchen to the front door. Um, and that's two rooms away. So uh-huh. rooms of dragon is crazy because, and I hate, uh-huh. I hate, I hate that I had to see this, but even now you still got the marks on the carpet going from the kitchen to the front door. And I just, I can't get it up, but uh-huh. she would go to the hospital. And then my sister called me and told me like, Hey, this happened. Um, we don't know what's going on, but we're checking her they thought it was a stroke i mean it looks and sounds like a stroke it's got to be a stroke right so they come to find out it wasn't a stroke it was just the um 
the the mass on her head. Come to find out, it was a tumor. There was two of them at this point. There was only one before, but now there's two, and they're both cancerous. And she come to find out is now. I'm thinking like, oh, does she have like brain cancer? Holy shit! Um, but it's not that. It's um, it's lung cancer. <gasps> just spread to her brain and pretty much everywhere else. Like it, it was when we found out, it was already at stage four. Oh, so it's yeah. like that's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow from going. Right. We're just talking casually. I'm used to my mom being around to finding out that death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I cancel my trip and I fly back to here the very next day. And it was no thought. I just canceled all of my shoots, let them know respectfully what was going on. And I have not looked back. I've just been here this whole time throughout this entire process. Like I still have so much content stocked up or at the time, a ton of content (laughs) stacked up. So I was still able to drop content, queue stuff up and drop stuff at my regular schedule, but I haven't shot anything or traveled or even been around any of my peers in over two months. And I've just been here taking care of her. So when I get there to the hospital, she's in there, good, normal spirits, sitting up, interacting like her normal self. Unfortunately, just the left side of her body is not, she can't move her leg. She can't move her arm. Uh, Mouth is kind of drooped and stuff. But over time, she recovered that because, again, it wasn't a stroke. It was just Mm -hmm. the effects of the tumors and they weren't being medicated and they weren't doing anything about it so when they started using the medications and all that stuff she regained all of that mobility even even if her body as a whole started deteriorate deteriorating the left side wasn't you know dead anymore but yeah well i applaud you for stopping and putting your mom first and it's something very um you know, that I admire about you because um, I've noticed a difference since 2020. A lot of people got into the business and their main focus has just been money and the numbers and their percentage. And, you know, and that's not how I've been a sex worker since 1995. And that's just not the new age of like OnlyFans and uh, the, the some of these platforms that that's it's a 24 hour, seven days job. And a lot of people, they, that's just not realistic to constantly be chasing and chasing the money, chasing the collabs, chasing everything in real life stuff occurs, Mm -hmm. things happen. And I've noticed that nobody's really touching on it. So that's why I wanted big reason why I wanted, you know, to have your life happens. Mm -hmm. And this is your mom. She means a lot to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so sorry. And I'm, I'm, you know, I applaud you for being there with her right now. And it must be very, very hard. Uh, you didn't even go to AVN, correct? Nah, I didn't go to Exotica DC, AVN, XPS, X3. I didn't go to any of that wow. stuff. I haven't left here. Um, yeah. I just, I canceled anything I committed to. I think that the only thing that I committed to was DC Exotica. So I canceled that. Yeah. Everything else I never committed you, to. You didn't miss anything at DC Exotica. <laughs> I know. But yeah, it was like, it's, it's a... I don't know. Physically, I just get tired because my sleeping schedule and all of that stuff is in shambles. Um, It's just more of the mental, emotional and psychological that's you got to try to find balance because on one end you have 
my passion and what I'm used to doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing right now and haven't done in a long time. I'm so used to sitting here cultivating ideas for creative concepts, planning out a trip, interacting with people, planning, you know, content creating and stuff like that. Can't do any of that. I mean, if anybody reach out to me to collab, I can agree to it, but I can't schedule anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there's the FOMO of missing AVN after all these years. I kind of wanted to go, couldn't go. Um, but I had to watch all of my peers <laughs> there and go. <laughs> the award shows, not being able to be there. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't go to AVN, but um, there was something inside of me that just didn't want to go for some odd reason. I just, it was like a mentally, I'm not, mm. I just didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I said this before, and it's not a knock on anybody else. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm a true blue content creator. And I know that. And this feels, AVN to me, outside of the convention, I'm talking more so about the award show. The yeah. award show doesn't feel like it's for me. It, it doesn't That's how like I feel it's, too. It's presented yeah. to me. I don't, I feel like an outsider at those things. And even when I watched on my iPad, the award show, I was literally only watching for the best BBW category and best podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, all right, well, Angela White's nominated for everything else. She's probably going to sweep those. And then um, I'm looking at best podcast. My friend Riley Rabbit was on there. And I was like, okay, I've been on there before. Kind of rooting for her. And then best bbw a shit ton of my peers were on that so i was like okay and that was the biggest category like they had a shit ton of women in that one category i was like somebody i rock with is winning this (laughs) that is what i'm waiting for and then they had it at the very end of the show so i just had to get through all the other stuff get to that cool one of my friends did win so shouts out to her and Mm -hmm. um uh, yeah like so then right after that was um what x x3 xbiz that's yeah x3 and then they had yeah xbiz yeah so i'm like okay so on that end yeah it's psychologically it's hard to go from always being active and creating all that stuff to just being here being in the same house for like two months watching when i'm not you know overseeing my mom i'm watching pre-recorded episodes of things and sitting here daydreaming about cool ass content I want to make, but no idea when I'll actually be able to do it. And then on the other side of the psychological, mental, and emotional, you have the bigger thing of my my mom is here and I have to, you know, watch her get closer to death daily, Mm. not knowing when it's going to happen, but having to stay on my toes, going to sleep every night, Never saying goodnight, always saying goodbye, just in case. Waking up every morning, fearful that I'm going to walk into a room and she's not even alive. Uh, and just handling everything, taking care of her, like um, giving her a medicine, giving her food and drinks at the time when she was receiving them. She doesn't anymore, unfortunately. Um, and like changing her, you know, all all that stuff hired a, a health aid but she can only be here for like a certain amount of time while at the same time i have to plan out her her final arrangements and stuff like that mm-hmm. i heard the last of her affairs i gotta handle that i gotta like plan out funerals and things of that sort and it's hard very 
like she's still alive and right here. <laughs> so it's, right. it's very difficult for me to be able to plan all of that stuff for one, my mother. Right. Hold on one second. Somebody tried to call me, but <laughs> one, my mother and two for a very living person still right here. And right. this is my only parent. Um, I didn't have a dad growing up and stuff. He passed when I was 18, but I didn't know him. So mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing. And the closest person to me at that, like I have a very close relationship with my mother. I talk to her all the time. Biggest supporter, you know, I would go as far as to say my mom's like my best friend for her. Mm-hmm. So knowing that more than likely under the next two weeks, that's going to be gone, you know? And that's a hard pill to. Swallow. Oh, so right now, how? What is her current status? My mom has reached. Um, when it comes to hospice, they have different levels. They oh. have the months left. They have the weeks left. They have the days to hours left. My mom is unfortunately at the days to hours stage, where she no longer can eat or drink. She is sleep ninety eight percent of the day. She will only wake up receptive to take her medicine and then we'll go right back to sleep sleep talking to deceased relatives and um very very frail in size can her words can't really be understood anymore either like she was like her mental she wasn't cognizant she hasn't been cognizant for a while to where Uh like a lot of the stuff she said made sense but it was clear it was always clear. The words were always clear. Now they're not clear anymore. They're just slurred. And I know from my studies of this hospice stuff, being her home elevated for the past couple of months, how this works and, you know, what to expect. And selfishly for me, I just wanted to spend the holidays with her for sure. Like, I just at least want you to have the holiday yeah. season with, you know, your closest loved ones right we had thanksgiving we had christmas me and her in particular had new year's eve we spent together that's Um, great and it was the cutest thing i had this video of us me doing the countdown and oh i saw the the video but as soon as the countdown hit zero she's just like yeah and (laughs) i loved it and her birthday is this tuesday so i was just like i'm seeing how things are going, what rate they're going at. And I'm just like, I really want to spend her last birthday with her. I really want to. I don't know if I'm going to because of the rate of how this is going, but I would really love to. If it's selfish, then it's selfish. But I just, I really would love that. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now, where it's just like, all right, I have to prepare for her to be gone. Mm-hmm. then when that is done at some point when I decide I want to resume my career I have to do everything that comes with that because that's unfortunately not you can't go from this you can't psychologically go from this and jump back into that nah right you there, need there, that there's there's time. a grieving period there's a therapy period and stuff because I've had to watch some things a person should never have to watch their parents go through. I don't want to see anyone go through, but to watch my mother go through certain things and being the only person there when it's happening was traumatizing. There's there's some sights that I can't unsee, unfortunately, that like right. pain me when I think about it. 
Like, mm-hmm. damn, seeing her in such vulnerable states, seizures and, you know, things of that sort where I just felt so helpless. And I'm just sitting there and I don't know if she's going to die in this instance. And I'm just there. And I'm like, I'm never freaking out necessarily because mm-hmm. I've always been, you know, you know how people like play it cool in front of certain people. Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. I'm one of those people. I'm mm-hmm. one of those people. So. Same. But with my mom in particular, which is crazy because she's the most not judgmental person in my life. I uh-huh. still like to maintain my composure in certain states certain situations and make her feel like hey we got this internally i might be freaking out and feeling like i don't know what the fuck to do but i'm presenting like we got this you're safe i'm here no worries like that was my conversation with her last night because again she's not really receptive but here and there she'll respond to certain things i'm playing her these videos that i recorded of the pastor coming over singing to her and it's helping her sleep better even if she's not awake to watch it with me i can she's not moving around and yelling and you know asking why and all this stuff and in pain i'm just like it soothes her and i'm sitting there on the bed next to her and i'm just like it's okay it's okay. Even if I know personally, it's not, I'm just like reassuring her. It's okay. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I love you. You know, thank you. You're a strong woman. This, that, and the third, all of that stuff. I'm doing all of that. But I don't know last night, I think last night was the hardest for me because again, it was all night. It's just the thing she was saying. And I didn't get to sleep at all. <laughs> like I oh. fell asleep like around 8 AM um, when my sister showed up. As soon as she showed up, I was out like a light and then i woke up i think around three we're in the same time zone so yeah i woke up around three and yeah currently she's asleep but yeah oh man that is hard Mm. that is you are and it's just your um how many siblings do you have four i have um I'm not too familiar with the people on my father's side, so I don't really acknowledge them. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but all of my half-siblings on my mom's side, I have two brothers and two sisters. All of them are older, except for one of my sisters. And is those a year are all me. your mother's kids? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so have mm-hmm. um, your other siblings been there to help you out? You said you have your one sister. Um, My older sister is the one that's like official handles all of the stuff what do you call mm-hmm. it power of attorney she's that so she's okay. out and about handling a lot of stuff my other siblings you know they come through when they can i'm the only one that's here 24 7 mm. um, they come a lot when i clearly need a break or demand a break um hey psychologically shot i need one of y'all to come over here <laughs> and watch <laughs> her for a few hours while i sleep and try to not have nightmares then um uh, my older sister, she's the one that more so comes daily and she handles the stuff with the nurses, sit the pastor over, like all of that stuff. But again, I'm the one that's here like 24 seven and we're not, my sister made the decision and I really support it that like, you know, my mom, again, being a very prideful person and she cares about a lot of things. One of them being her beauty her appearance, her composure and things like that. And we didn't feel that she was in the state where she wouldn't want people to really be around. 
see her yeah. and stay. He was like, okay, I, I care about my mom. I respect my mom and her dignity at the end of the day. And I'm not about to just let whoever just pull up to try to feel good about themselves to right. hang out with her and see her in that state. So now we're at the point where we're like, nah, ain't nobody, and unless you're one of her kids or right. one of the friends or family that have been coming around throughout this, fuck off <laughs> is what it is. You have to do that with sometimes when people are getting sick like that. Yeah. And, and have their like respect for them. It's, mm-hmm. you, you do have to do it because sometimes the wrong people do come around. Mm-hmm. Some wrong people come around and it upsets her. She doesn't even remember who they are anyways. Oop, there I go again. me now yes okay god i keep on having to switch that audio damn thing (laughs) (laughs) so um wow you are just handling a whole lot this is a whole lot and have you seeked any therapy going through all of this because it's a lot taking care of a sick parent nope it's not during all of this because like you said it's a lot i don't really have to commit to it like consistent Mm -hmm. therapy and stuff i know it's something that when this is all you know, said and done, yeah, I'm a conscious enough person and, you know, have enough self-love that I know I have to do that. I can't just jump back. Again, I can't just jump back into life like normal after experiencing stuff like this and thinking that shit's just going to go well. Like, no, nah, I'm psychologically shot. I need to talk this out. I need to vent what I've, you know, experienced for the past not just two months, but just my life with her for the past 34 years. So now it's like, yeah, I, I got some stuff I got to take care of before I resume life as normal. And it's the top of the year. So it's a lot of pressure on a lot of things. Again, on the professional side, kind of starting to run out of content. And, mm-hmm. you know, on the personal side, I have to move in like two months. So I have to, uh- while I'm doing all of this, I'm in one hand, I'm over here you know, taking care of medicine and, you know, make sure she's cool. On the other hand, I'm texting realtors like, shit, what do I do? And then I got to either do FaceTime, you know, real estate going to houses or send people on my behalf and still have to do FaceTime. It's a lot. It's a lot to have to juggle because not all of my responsibilities I was able to put on hold, like my content creating, I could put on hold. Yeah. Put on hold. But like other things and responsibilities, like me having to move out of my place um at the end of March and move to where I want to be next, which is a bigger city. I'm not even living in this state anymore. I'm moving to the West Coast. So I was like, damn. Oh, where are you where are you gonna be moving to? Las Vegas. Oh, okay, where everybody's at. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna accomplish a lot more there and save a ton more money. Cause I live in Columbus, Ohio right now. It's so expensive because I have to travel for literally every collab. So <laughs> to right. be in a major city where I can likely have at least more than half of my collabs under my own roof. <laughs> and then you could always oh, drive. Awesome. When you live in Vegas, you could always drive easily to um, LA. LA, yeah. Yeah. I, get a, yeah. I get a lot done in the on the West Coast in general. I'm going to accomplish a lot. Yeah. No, I feel like that's what kind of hurts me too, being in New York, because there's not a lot of content creators here in New York and they don't seem to be that as serious. And I feel like Vegas is is the spot where 
everything's happening and then it's so close to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Way more stuff I feel like is going on than in Miami too. Um, yeah, I originally considered Miami, but Miami to me is similar to how like Atlanta and New York is to me to where it's like, there's people there, but probably shooting for like a month, I'm going to have worked with everyone. <laughs> and now I'm just kind of waiting for people to either travel there and visit, or I'm going to end up having to travel again. While yeah. it's just like, there's a ton of people there. I'll never run out of people to collaborate with and people travel there regularly. Then there's LA right there. Then there's Phoenix right there. And right. yeah. Oh, that's true. You've got Phoenix. Yeah. Like that's yeah, Arizona, you got LA, Texas ain't that far away. That's true. You could always drive. If you have a car, you could just drive everywhere, especially from Vegas. Yeah. Cause it's a check. It's a challenge, especially when you're an independent content creator. Have you ever thought about um, shooting with any of uh, the mainstream productions? Or have they approached you? I'm just curious about that. Not really. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't see shooting mainstream as anything special for me in particular. I mean, I I just, this would be a nice paycheck, sure. Um, Yeah a little recognition or a little, you know, boost in terms of people knowing who I am. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't feel like it's going to be anything super major or anything like that. Would I say no if they reach out to me? No, I wouldn't say no. But um, it's not something that I'm actively seeking or trying to make right. for myself. I love what I do. I love creating content. I love being my own boss, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm excited for the stuff that I'm going to do in 2023 that I didn't have the opportunity to do or creatively wasn't even thinking about in 2022. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. No, I was just curious if, if you've ever thought about that, but I think you're, you're just so uh, independent and you're so good at what you're doing. Sometimes, you know, it does like it. I've never shot with a production company either myself, but it just isn't something that doesn't attract me, but I'm also trying to, um, do more podcasting, that type of stuff, opposed to filming altogether. I, I want to mm-hmm. make a change because I've been doing this. I've been in this business way too long. I'm like over it. Okay. I've been in this way, 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 way too long uh, to go through this. But I, uh, you know what I mean? Do we keep on doing it anymore? What else are your plans for the future? So you want to move to Vegas and any other things that you, uh, that you want to you want to do that you want to aspire to do yeah um it's very difficult for me to not talk about a lot of things i want to do but i don't like spoiling a lot of stuff especially <laughs> doing what i do and the spotlight being on me the way that it be a lot of times i don't like and i've always prided myself on not being one of those people that talks more than they do and i don't want to be yeah. like i don't want to tell everybody i'm gonna do this when i can just do it and then you see right. it when i do it <laughs> So like, it's very hard for me not to spoil a lot of shit, but like, I know, um, when I moved to Vegas, there's, I want to do just as much safe for work content as I do not safe for work content. I want to go in more on like my skits. I want to like grow my TikTok. I want to like go in on YouTube. Um, and I just want to do more for my community as a whole. Like I want to like be able to be there, um, you know, with support groups and therapy groups and work more with Pineapple Support and other, you know, mental health um, brands and companies and things of that sort. I want to um, 
be able to eventually host my first content event, um, the first Finnish Finnish Playhouse. I mean, it's called that for a reason. Uh, <laughs> I want to be able to provide a Finnish Playhouse, which is just like a bomb ass location that people can rent out and shoot. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's all you're gonna say. You're not gonna tell us. I, I have much. more specific ideas, but I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to school for uh, videography, right? Didn't you? Yep. Yeah. So I went, very, I went from photography first. Okay. So when I was in school, I think when I just straight up got asked in high school, what I want to be, I think the most appealing thing I saw was graphic artist. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, okay, I like to draw and stuff like that. But noted, I said I like to draw. I never said I love to draw. So it's like, damn, eventually I lost interest in that. And I started getting more into like photography, taking mm-hmm. pictures and stuff like that was really cool to me. I outgrew it. I kind of got bored. And I was like, okay, I kind of like the video side of things. So I got into videography. And at the time, I specifically got into like acting. So I was more so in front of the camera. I just had a good understanding of behind the camera and learning how to edit my own stuff. So I went in on that. And then I got heavy into broadcasting. Um, and then I got heavy into communications. You got into broadcasting. Tom. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Broadcasting, um, like radio and hosting and stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, communications was learning how to like pretty much work on my interpersonal skills, communications and um, hosting and stuff like that. So I was doing DJing when I was like in my early 20s. And I was the whole shebang on the microphone, knowing how to control a crowd, talk to people, um, all that stuff. Wow, you got a lot of skills. I didn't know you got into broadcasting, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I always try to, like, with my content, I always try to integrate everything that I know and everything that I've learned into my stuff. Like, you know, I can I can do a concept where the beginning is still like a natural acting type scene before we get into the hardcore stuff i know how to incorporate you know communication oh yeah you're a great as well direct- stuff like that yeah you are a, i have always told you that because I've, I've been on directing. sets before and i said you're a great director like mm-hmm. yeah i've always <laughs> you are you're really Thank good you. about that because i just let you like whenever we've gotten together i let you like and i don't We got you again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. God darn it. I have to like whole time keep an eye on this, the sound. First day using my MacBook Pro. Congrats. Um, Welcome to the family. But uh, like I was saying earlier, I didn't think, um, don't know if you've heard this, but I always said you're a great director. I normally am always dominant in any situation I'm in, but when I'm with you, I am kind of submissive because you know what the hell you're doing, and I wouldn't do that with anybody else. So that that's a lot. That tells a lot about your character. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for coming on today and sharing everything that you're going through, and I'm hoping it'll help people that are going through the same situation. I applaud you so much for stopping everything and enjoying because those last days with your mother, those are, those are ultimately priceless. 
You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? No amount of money can buy back that time. It can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my father. Um, unfortunately, my dad, he, he, it was all of a sudden and then he passed away and I didn't have that time. And it was a very, it was very hard afterwards. I do, uh, drove into work. Um, that was my therapy. I didn't really, you know, I was grieving for a long time, but it was very hard. So, and I've lost him in 2019 and uh, losing a parent, it's, it's, it's the worst. So I, I applaud you for stopping. I, I very much look up to you, Finney. Um, that being said, where can all of my audience find you and follow you? If you could please share all your IGs, all your links, all your Twitters, all your sites, whatever. Look, I'm going to make it easy for y'all. Just go to FinneyLinks.com. <laughs> F-I-N-N-Y links.com. It's all right there. FinneyLinks.com. <laughs> everything. Wow. I mean, it's Finney's Playhouse on everything. But if you have a hard time remembering all of the socials and you don't know for sure where I am, just go to FinneyLinks.com. It's all there. All right. Thank you so much for being on Get Schooled. Thank you for having me.